cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and with me, as always, is Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Troy Datcher, CEO of The Parent Company. Troy, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. It's great to be with you. Let's start with your first couple of days on the job. Obviously, cannabis is full of challenges, and there's tons of opportunities and tons of unknowns. So for you, who's who's at the helm of a vertically integrated large player, What's the first couple of days like? What's the first objective you're taking on? You know, take us through that experience. Yeah, for me, it was all about learning. And and, and at the core of that is listening. I spent a great deal of time trying to put myself in the shoes of people in the organization. So I've been playing a bit of undercover boss, you know, showing up in places, kind of inspecting like what's happening across the organization. Uh, I I, I should change that word. It's, It's not really inspecting. It's actually observing. Uh, I don't have enough information to inspect anything or enough experience to inspect anything or tell someone they're doing something wrong. It's really just observation. So, you know, on, on, on day two, I got a chance to meet, meet with folks from Jay-Z's team to really understand, you know, the quality uh, that's expected from Monogram and the rules of engagement with them. Um, but on day three, I was, I was actually out on a delivery uh, route with, with my delivery drivers to better understand that part of the operations I spent the better part of the week in our operations to understand cultivation, you know, all, all of our, call it the back-end work that goes into developing our products and spent some time in our dispensaries next to our bud tenders as they're making recommendations to, to folks as they enter in our location. So I, I really uh, spent time across the entire ecosystem just trying to observe and learn. Um, you know, I think one of the, my jobs is to serve as, as a general manager for the business, say, looking at all the 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 uh, the puts and takes of building a uh, a really great organization that that includes uh, seeing everything from seed to sale and, and making really tough trade off choices in between. Are there certain metrics that you use internally that apply from Clorox over to the parents company in order to kind of understand more about that consumer experience and then be able to replicate that back through the supply chain to make more informed, better decisions? Yeah, data is you know in my DNA um, and don't have as much. I, I, you know, robust data as, as I, what I'm accustomed to. It's actually been a bit liberating too. You know, I think, you know, we can lean on our experience, our gut uh, a bit more here. And, and I, I like that actually. It, it allows you to move with more speed, but we have some advantages there that we're, we're starting to lean in and take advantage of. And I'll give you an example. We, we now know, for example, pricing strategies, like what really works for what brands. You know, we, that's a really big learning, new learning uh, example for us. You don't have to discount everything that you sell. Um, some things don't respond to that. What's one concept or fact that you've learned in the cannabis industry that would shock, let's say, outside industry executives looking to make the jump in? That's a great question. No one's asked me that one uh, so far. I, you know, the one thing that's been shocking to me is really the quality and care and in, in terms of the, the products that's being developed. Like, I, I don't think people understand the, the amount of research, development, and science that goes into what we're doing. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually fortunate enough to, to have someone that I'm very familiar with who leads our innovation at, at the parent company. You know, his name is Steve Winchell. Steve actually was the R&D lead, innovation leader for Burt's Bees, 
which is a part of Clorox. And he actually was the R&D leader for Clorox, the billion dollar brain. Uh, and so I, when I got here, I knew that there was likely a lot of science, technology, and um, quality behind innovation because Steve was leading it. And I know that's you know what he's done for the last couple of decades. And I think for folks who are on the outside, they probably don't understand like how much goes into that. From the branding standpoint, is the parent company doing any science to validate the, the brands and to stand behind the products they create? Well, absolutely. Um, we, we spend quite a bit of time doing that work. And the interesting thing that I found uh, in being here is we're making quality decisions, promise decisions around building a promise behind these brands that the consumer doesn't even know about yet. We, we haven't even found a way to talk to them about the amount of science and technology that goes into the product that, that we're producing. And so I actually see it as a really a big upside for us when we get a chance to actually do a bit of that. I want to take people behind the scenes to, to look at the science that goes into developing our products. I want them to go behind the scenes to see the things we say no to that they never see that comes to market because it doesn't meet the quality or expectation. I don't think people probably understand that part from the outside. So one of my favorite things about what your team is doing is the social equity venture fund. So can you share more about that, the, the origin of that and kind of the current aspects and, and the hopes of going forward? Yeah, I'm really excited about this work. As a matter of fact, I'm meeting with our leadership team next week to work on our strategy uh, for the coming year in this very important area. You know, you, you've seen the headlines on a couple of the partnerships that we brought to market in the course of the last year. One is Josephine and Billy's, which is a female Black-owned a dispensary in Los Angeles. Um, shout out to, to Ebony and, and the team there. They've done a great job of creating a really interesting environment uh, for women to, to uh, come in and learn and get educated about the industry. And then Jesse Grundy, who's a young entrepreneur here in Oakland, where I live. Um, I love a lot about this town. And this town has produced people like Jesse, who has created a brand called Peaks, which is a, a brand that brings cannabis and culture and music together. And uh, we've, we're featuring Jesse's brand in our ecosystem and spending time making sure that he has the capital means, but also the infrastructure and the know-how to be successful in an incredibly crowded space. I was eager to ask New York strategy, obviously with Jay-Z and your team, is there a, a thought process? Can we expect some, some parent company presence in the tri-state area in the future? What I say is we're working really hard at that. And, you know, we have a ambition to be in that Northeast corridor as cannabis becomes recreational legal, we want to be there. But the, the first and foremost, it's about the quality of the product and whether or not we, we have the right partners to help with, get us the quality that's required to meet the expectation that we have for Monogram. I mentioned at the early part of the conversation, Monogram is competing really in that really upper echelon of cannabis uh, consumers that four top four percent that really expect high quality. Since you've been in the cannabinoid industry, what has been the biggest misconception? You know, I, I think that it's uh, that I, I think American sentiment is way ahead of where our politicians and the laws are, and so I, I think there's a misconception of that, that this is not as mainstream as it really is. If you could sum up your experience in a main takeaway or lesson learned to pass onto the next generation, what would it be? Take the risk. You know, I, you know, I think this is uh, my move to this industry is all about um, taking a risk. And I didn't 
didn't know what it was going to be like. I didn't have many friends that were in the industry. You know, it's going to take, you know, real practical business experience from, you know, these industries that have stood the test of time for hundreds of years to bring to this new emerging industry. And I'd say, uh, don't be afraid to make the leap. So for Troy, for our listeners, they want to get in touch. They want to learn more about you and the company. Where can they reach you? They can go to, a, you know, you can just Google the parent company and, and find us there. I'm, I'm on LinkedIn and, you know, I'm the only Troy Dach in the world, I think I found out. <laughs> and uh, and so it's easy to find me. I can't really escape or go anywhere. So um, I'm looking forward to hearing from folks. And, uh, you know, we're trying to build team team. If you got some talents you want to bring to California, bring those talents Got some ideas, uh, send them our way. Uh, we're looking for good ideas, partners, and, and, and like-minded people. Awesome. We'll link it all up in the show notes. Thanks so much for your time, Troy. Thank you. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, my name is Leah Babrudi, and I'm the founder and host of Canachicks Podcast, where I discuss cannabis, psychedelics, and other natural medicines. I not only interview people who use them as treatment for different conditions, but also the entrepreneurs who share their knowledge on how they built their businesses. If this sounds interesting to you, give my show a listen. I'm sure you'll learn something that'll surprise you.